0: This week on the Triple T Productivity Podcast... I'm talking calendars, priorities, and distractions with time management coach Alina Manoli. Now, we delve into the priority matrix, eating your frog first thing in the morning, and being able to do anything for just five minutes. Uh, there's also a few tips on how to combat distractions as well. So, we managed to actually get some deep work going on. Uh, Alina also answers the triple T questions. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. There's a whole Bunch of links in the show notes. Let's get to it. Hi, Alina.
1: Hello.
0: How you doing? Thanks for doing this. No
1: worries. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, looking forward to it. Um, I'll tell you what, let's get on with it. And t- tell everybody, you've got 30 seconds to tell everybody all about yourself and what you do Starting about now.
1: Perfect, thank you. So, I'm Elena, I'm a coach. I work both with individuals and business owners, and we mainly work on finances and productivity to find out how time management impacts both the bottom line on every business but also person. We do work on savings and work on financial as well as personal goals. I do love running. Uh, I live in London, so I'm based in London, and I have a m- quite multicultural um, background. Um, so I think that's that's it. Maybe have more than thirty. <laughs>
0: perfect.
1: <laughs> Absolutely perfect.
0: Look at that! Exactly thirty seconds.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, that John. Is,
0: that is very cool. Um, so you like a good run? Do you find the running helps I you do. helps you with your productivity and everything?
1: Of course, of course. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that, and it's also for me it's a social thing. Cause we I go with with friends for a run on a Saturday morning, and that's very fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, f- I found it, it helps. I kind of like try and I sometimes break up my day if I've had a particularly long morning, because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll sometimes start work at like, I don't know, half six, seven o'clock in the morning or something. And yeah. like by the time I hit sort of lunchtime, just before I have some lunch, I might go on a quick run. And it kind of almost wakes you up a little bit, doesn't it?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. And I have so many insights and ideas of how to do things better mm. and what to optimise. And then I realise after coming from a run that, oh, actually, I need to change something, you know, and it's quite fun. I really yeah. like and it's really good for the brain.
0: Yeah, it's like those shower ideas, isn't it? When you're on a run, or you're in the shower, you have all these ideas, don't you? <laughs>
1: I know it seems like a myth, but it's quite uh, real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is, and then as soon as you, as soon as you get back, you've forgotten a lot. I mean, it's, a, it's a... <laughs> yeah. I, I uh,
1: it, the the good thing about me is that I also like well, uh, I also like writing, so I mm. do have a lot of you know uh, I do morning pages and stuff, so that kind of helps me to put them into on paper, and then I don't forget them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, we're going to sort of talk about time management and and yes. and how you how, how to kind of like look after our time a little bit. And the one thing. I I want to quickly mention first because I was looking at my calendar for today and it's like oh it's like oh I don't I don't really want to look at it at all do you kind of like book things with leeway because um, so for example if I had like a, a nine o'clock meeting because we're recording this at nine o'clock um uh I've got a 10 o'clock and I've got a half past 10 and I've got it and I've got an, an 11 and, and I think those are too close together Because if one of those just lasts a little bit longer than they should do, then it's screwed up the whole lot. Do you build in leeway when you book things?
1: Uh, Good question. Uh, Well, first of all, the calendar is my best friend when it comes Mm. to organisation and planning ahead. I think that's super, super important for me to uh, have my day planned ahead, both with people, meetings with people, but also with myself uh, as well. Whether it's admin, you know, which I think everyone dreads. <laughs> uh, uh, or whether it's a nice date with myself, just to make sure that I have that some fun in, in place. But to answer your question, uh, yes, the best practice is to have some sort of a buffer between meetings. Anything from 10 to 15 minutes, whatever feels comfortable for you. At times, I meet clients face-to-face, so I give myself a, a 30 minutes, 45 minutes, depending on where they are. So I do have enough time to get from one place to the other. Today, unfortunately, I have so we have this conversation at nine. But then I have a ten a.m. Mm. meeting for an hour, and then I have a client coming at my place at eleven. So you know, we try to do our best, and then yeah. um, if uh, if it's not possible, you know, we just squeeze things in and uh, you know, hope for the best. Yeah. But yes, best practice is to have at least ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, of I, was, I was
0: I was looking at mine this morning. And I'm thinking I really should have built in a little bit of leeway uh, because yeah. I know one of them's going to go on. And on, it's going to be like one of those all day meetings when it should be half an hour.
1: I know. I know. Um, well, I have, a, I have an opinion about meetings. Um, <laughs> some of them should yeah. not even happen. But... No,
0: no. I, I think um, somebody said to me a few weeks ago that uh, a lot of meetings could be solved by a two minute telephone call.
1: Exactly. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with them. But
0: we don't want to make we don't want to pick up a phone and make phone calls anymore, do we? It's almost like an alien thing to do.
1: Yeah yeah it's really difficult I, I can notice that my clients as well and it's just harder to pick up the phone and, and have that two minutes conversation it's easier to put something in the calendar and have a zoom call for two minutes or whatnot and then you basically talk about nothing for 25 minutes and then for five minutes you get to the point point. <laughs> so, yeah. and that's it <laughs> Yeah,
0: these tools aren't productive are they these tools we've got they're hopeless aren't they really
1: Yeah, but they look, uh, they do make us feel like we're busy and productive,
0: which is... Well, like you just said, I mean, mean, back in the days before smartphones and before sort of like mainstream internet as such, right, that half hour meeting would have been a two minute phone call. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It literally would, and, and you've probably saved yourself 25 minutes that day.
1: Exactly. So much easier and also creates that bond and connection between yeah. people, saying, like, okay, let's get quickly on the, our phone, let's solve this thing and move on with our day. Instead, we create some sort of barriers between us, the calendar, setting invites, a yeah. uh, Zoom meeting or whatever, teams, whatever we use. And, it's yeah, it, it does create some sort of a barrier, but it makes us feel like we're productive, so we're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so. um, I was having a good look through your website and one of the blog posts which I, which I read and I thought was pretty cool was, was where you talk about the priority matrix and, and sort of like trying to prioritise our tasks and things. Now, should we start the day with kind of the hardest or the, and the most important task? It's a little bit like that book that came out, isn't that? Eat Your Frog or something, wasn't it? Yes. Where, where you, yes. You, you do the hardest task first. Or do you, do you kind of like ease into the day gently with a few easy ones?
1: Very, very good question. Thanks so much for answering. Uh, for asking. For those who are not familiar with the priority matrix, uh, we just create a, a quadrants with things that are most the most important on the right uh, hand of the matrix, top right. Uh, sorry, top left, and then we have uh, the not so urgent and the bottom we have the urgent and then we have not urgent and not important. Mm. Uh, And as you're saying, I have a, 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 blog post on the uh, website so uh, people can go and check that out but uh, answering your question it's quite interesting because I, uh, I'm a morning person so mm. it's very easy Excite. for me to get, uh, to get on on my day in the morning and tackle the hardest thing in the morning and I also apply both personally and in my practice with clients the concept of eating the frog first thing in the morning yeah. um, and tackling the most uh, difficult thing, it is only because in the morning I have more energy, I'm more focused, you know, mm. if you think about your phone battery, you are at 100%, yeah. you know, and as I go through the day that battery goes lower and lower, and I want to make sure that I have my full brain power uh, when I do the hardest thing, because, it, you know, by the sheer, you know, by the eating simple fact that it's the hardest thing, I will need most energy for it procrastination though is a real thing so um, unless I do those things when I am at the highest in terms of energy I will find quite difficult to do it late in the day especially evenings for me I'm rubbish at doing anything productive in the evening Um, so I need to know myself and what works best for me in order to do something that is difficult I uh, don't always succeed at that I can notice that oh, okay I'm going into procrastination because this thing is really difficult and I don't know how to do it so I will I will allow myself as you said I will allow myself to ease in and to just say hey I will uh, do this simple tasks that take me whatever five ten minutes uh, I really enjoy those tasks usually. And then I will just kind of try to um, give myself a bit of time and Mm -hmm. ease into that difficult task. Um, There's something to say about the circadian rhythm and potentially, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know a lot of details. But uh, what I notice with clients is that we uh, all have different optimal times. So if I'm a morning person, I I will do my best uh, in the morning and it's easier for me to tackle them hardest yeah, yeah. thing first thing in the morning but I know there are a lot of clients and, and people in general who might be at night hours so they fly yes. in the evening uh, so although the rule of thumb is to do yes get the most difficult task as soon as possible um, but we also need to respect our own you know needs and energy levels and know uh, so that's a bit of in, inquiry to do there to know when we are the fullest and also to uh, be able to notice a procrastination and you know, be honest with ourselves yeah. if I'm procrastination, yeah. I'm giving myself some time, but I, I will tackle that a hard thing, and then I know that for an hour I'm gonna be in some sort of a pain because it's a difficult task, but then I'm gonna have six other hours to enjoy whatever else yeah. I, I like to do. yeah.
0: Do, do you go through and prioritize some of the things that you do? Because I mean, I mean the hardest task, which you've got on your, on your list sort of thing for today, the hardest thing to do, might not necessarily be the most important thing. The most important thing might actually be an easy task, but that needs doing quickly. How do you kind of prioritise everything during the day?
1: uh so i um uh, yes it's it's quite interesting because usually what is urgent especially for other mm. people is not quite important for me yeah it's just urgent for them
0: yeah. it's Urgent for them yeah yeah
1: exactly so it's uh for, from it's easier to answer to urgent things that come in my email and to to respect other people's urgencies but it's Uh, it can be a challenge to have my important tasks done, which usually are related to long-term projects, to things that are really important for me. And as you're saying, they might be even fun to do. And what I do and um, uh, what I said also at the beginning of this conversation is that I use my calendar as my best friend and I I plan ahead. So if I do a weekly review on Sundays usually, because that's what works best for me, Uh, Sometimes I do Fridays at the end of the workday. And what I do is to literally put in my calendar those important tasks. Uh, They might not uh, be related to meeting someone sure. so I need to make sure that I show up to that appointment as if I were to show up with to have an appointment with someone else so I respect yeah. usually those those times and I make sure that those are uh, happening in my in my week and that's how I prioritize I give myself permission of course to make sure that you know if a client has an urgency uh, you know I answer to that because you know my business also runs because of them but it, because I want for example now working on a course and I'm also writing a book as well and going through the edits I need to make sure that those things happen and because I don't have any deadlines as such I put those deadlines for myself I need to make sure that they are in my uh, calendar and on my my to-do list as well
0: I ask the same three questions to everybody who comes on the podcast. And the first one is, what, what is your number one productivity tip? The one thing that you give to absolutely everybody you, you meet and you coach.
1: Sure. Uh, my number one productivity tip for the day is to write your to-do list the night before. I think that's life-changing. Mm. It takes a lot of willpower and to make decisions. So it is uh, also imp- uh, very important for me to eliminate that exercise altogether from my day. And I know prior to starting my day, what I'm supposed to be doing. And what I tell clients is that, uh, of course, being busy is not enough. So (laughs) actually, my number two uh, tip for being productive is to have a clear, actionable plan, um, a set of goals. And and by doing those weekly reviews that I was telling you, I then make sure that I prioritize my my important tasks. And writing my to-do list the night before really helps me to be productive the day after and to get get done with things and not uh spend a half an hour or even more times to decide what is the first thing that I need to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a, yeah, I should do that really. I, I do it first thing in the morning kind of fairly early in the morning and and I'll probably spend half an hour. It's probably because I don't want to start working. And I I spend half an hour <laughs> just dithering about rearranging my task list and saying, "Oh, that can I'll leave that till tomorrow and that one will I'll leave that till tomorrow as well, and, and that one can go to tomorrow as well. <laughs> I know, sure. I'm not, I'm not that bad, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good idea to kind of like wake up ready to go, isn't it? Rather yes. than yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I should do that, shouldn't I? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, you, you you mentioned your calendar is your best friend. So, yes. do, do all your tasks go in your calendar, or, or do you have a separate task list?
1: No, no, of course not. Uh, I, uh, I use. I'm a um, Pen and paper kind of type of girl. Mm. I really like, uh, you know, crossy things over, but uh, I also live in a digital world and I like apps as well. So I like to test things out. I'm now using an app called Things. Mm. Um, that's the only one I think that I use. And I use it also some for some project management things. But I have there and I do, I do write okay, some sort of a brain dump where I put all my to-do, well, all the action points and the tasks that I need to get done independently of projects. And then uh, I sort them out uh, based on projects and how long it will take me. And I usually either I do this on a piece of paper or in my um, uh, task management app. Yeah. I set, uh, a, I I say more or less how long it will take that task. And if it's an overwhelming task, I like to break it down and set li- literally like step by step, okay, what do I need to do next for this task so that it becomes less overwhelming and I need to tackle the very first simple one, which it might be, for example, for my book writing, it might be also just open your Google Drive, name uh, yeah. a document with book proposal and do some research on agents, you know, some something like that. So I need to break down as uh, much as possible so that it's easy for me. And my brain doesn't see it as an overwhelming, difficult task. And I know that I only need fifteen minutes uh, to be in front of my computer to edit my book, and then I'm done, and I'm happy with it. You yeah, know, yeah. very satisfying.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you use paper and pen. I, I've been using more more paper and pen recently, in the last couple of years. Uh, I read a read something about about a scientific study which came out ages and ages and ages ago, apparently. That they said when you write things down, you remember them better than typing them. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I can agree with that, yeah, yeah, so I've been using paper, and but I can write down a task or so. I can remember it much better than mm. than just scribbling it into an app or something. Yeah. um w- One of the other little things I found on your website, which I thought was quite cool, was um that there's a statement you said that you can do anything for five minutes, anything at all um, what what's the what's the idea behind behind that thinking?
1: Yeah, the idea behind doing anything for five minutes is that some tasks are perceived in my brain as being more difficult than others. Yeah. Uh, But I know that for five minutes uh, I can set a timer and I can tackle whatever I need to tackle. And that gives me to my brain uh, some sort of satisfaction that I actually actually tackled something that was really difficult and also gives me the opportunity to engage with the task. So instead of avoiding the task mm. and going into some sort of a procrastination, I'm actually quote unquote confronting it. And that is very useful because then I can see the task for what it is. I spend five minutes. I might realize that actually it's not difficult. It's not as difficult as I thought. And then I can, I might, uh, after the five minutes, decide to go for another 10 minutes. Sure. And that's, even if it doesn't happen, even if I finish at five minutes uh, when my timer goes off, I know that I tackled something that was difficult for me and that it's very important for me to, to tackle. And I somehow, I get this relief and uh, from uh, um, the pressure yeah. that I put on myself uh, yeah. to do something that is really difficult.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's sometimes really hard to get started on something. But then once you get started on it, you can almost lose yourself in it. Exactly. And you think to yourself then, well, I was there putting this off for ages and ages and ages, but when yeah. i have actually just done it and it, it was no problem.
1: Yeah, do you know what? It takes much more energy to avoid something yeah. than to confront something. So yeah. by just having five minutes, it kind of, uh, you know, ease the pressure and yeah. I, I don't have to set like a 30 minutes timer to do anything that is so difficult. But if I set a five minutes, it's kind of a low-key, I can do that for five yeah. minutes. I yeah. guess we all can do something for five minutes.
0: The second question that I, that I ask... Um, Everybody is. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Sort of like life advice, productivity advice, that one little thing that like a, a teacher or a mentor has, has told you. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting to see how this advice that I was given is related to my productivity. But basically I was told a few years ago and I took it very uh, close to my heart that I need to create a support network around me if mm. I want to achieve any goal. Or, or if I work towards a vision of some sorts, this is because uh, having a, an accountability body, some sort of a mastermind, a coach, a good set of friends that encourages me uh, and accept me for who I am, right? Mm. Um, a, a kind of supportive part- partner partner. Uh, it's it's it make th- makes things really really simple. Um, it's uh, much easier for me to show up to the hard task for five minutes if I know that I have a support network that I can connect with and that can encourage me Uh, we we talk about having a mentor, having Mm. a a mentor that guides you in the direction that uh, you you want to go having a coach that kind of like you know uh, pushes you from the back and say like yeah you can achieve much more than you think having some sort of cheerleaders of friends is really important and and having some peers in your industry so that you know what's going on you can bounce ideas it's really really important I find that super useful for my productivity because uh, for example I mentioned to you that I'm I'm writing a book and I could I would have let that go a long time ago because it's a long a long project it doesn't it doesn't get done in a week or a month or even a year you have to go through the first draft edit work with agents and whatnot publish it's it's a long process yeah
0: books are difficult to write they're enormous projects (laughs) aren't they i mean it's not easy
1: I know. So knowing knowing that, and knowing that my vision is to to get this book out and about, yeah. I have to have some sort of an accountability partner, and I have a, an accountability body for my writing, and then I share with my friends so they know, so they check in with me. Hey, how's your book yeah. writing going? Yeah. Uh, that's really really useful, and uh, I also have writers that I connect with, make sure that I, I uh, you know bounce ideas, ask them, they share with me tips and tricks i have to get an agent which is quite difficult in the industry not yeah, to yeah. make sure that you have a good agent sure. and that keeps me on track with my project otherwise yeah. i think i would have let go of it like, a yeah. long time ago
0: do, do, do you kind of like show other people some of the work which you've been doing i mean whether it's your book or whether it's uh, other work that you're doing or something or do you tell people about the projects you're working on because i always find that's quite interesting because you can just talk about what you're doing and the other person can even if they just say oh that sounds amazing or that that sounds really exciting it sort of gives you a little bit more energy doesn't it yeah
1: um, the only thing with this, with sharing my work, is that uh, I need to make sure that I share it with the right people. Yeah. What I don't want to do is to share with, with people some friends that might not understand what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, saying. they might say something that might kill my small little artist inside <laughs> me, you know, and put, put me, you know, off. Um, so I need to make sure that I share with someone who is understanding, loving, oh, of course, all, all of my friends will be understanding, loving, and kind. Uh, but, uh, they might not know much about writing processes and how it works. So I need to make sure that I share with, with a, a good few people that I can, uh, you know, they know what they're talking about and, and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to share also about it. I don't think it's essential. Yeah. Uh, of course, you have to share, it with, especially like if you have like a writing coach or your agent and you can write uh, share with your partner, you know, as a first yeah. draft or whatnot. But it's really important to make sure that, in my case, for my writing, that I take care for my of my artists uh, yeah. and I yeah. don't, uh, yeah, I don't you know, share it with with a lot of people because it's very fragile. The of artistic. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you deal with distractions? Because they are everywhere. My coffee machine went off earlier. I mean, even that distracts me because it beeps. I mean, the washing machine beeps. The phone, I mean, that really needs to just go in the bin. I. I re- it really does. It just... Stop it. It's not even in the same room at the moment. It's hidden away, my phone is at the moment. But... um it is a nightmare isn't it that everything what we've been taught over the last 10 years by all these different productivity companies the slack and teams and zoom and <laughs> google drive docs t oh everything right with <laughs> everything is notified you you know when everybody just sniffs you you know what's happened <laughs> don't you it's like yes yeah yeah you you just know everything and 90% of it you don't need to know at the Mm. end of the day. How do you deal with all these distractions? Because it's a flipping nightmare, isn't it?
1: I know. know. It's so difficult and kind of stands between us and doing the real work, that uh, work that will push our vision forward, those important tasks, so important, uh, very important tasks related to projects that we need to work through. It's much easier to get on a meeting and answer to a Teams message yeah. or Slack or yeah. WhatsApp in my case or emails. It's it's really, really easier. So yes, it's really difficult to uh, to work with distractions these days. I, do you know what? I did some research on this topic because mm-hmm. I was giving a, a workshop for some uh, freelancers and and we're talking about how they can optimize their time and work, uh, especially remote working and found out uh, a variety of uh, you know, research papers and stuff that they're saying that on average, we receive about 46 notifications. And I think that's an underestimate, yeah. yeah, <laughs> but could, that's yeah. a lot. That's a, lot, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot in itself it's quite yeah. a bit yeah. and uh, it, and uh, also these papers were saying that it's so difficult to get back into a task that requires yes. deep work after being distracted yeah. it takes about 23 minutes for the yes. brain to get back into a task and, yeah. and get the thing done so if you imagine that we have about 4 to 6 notifications we get distracted maybe we pick up the phone a few times per day then it's, it's a lot that goes in the bin in terms of time and then we think about it and and say okay i i had a day of work i've been in meetings distracted answering team messages and this and that and i didn't get done the thing that i need to do and then i need to work off hours right off work hours because that's when i'm not distracted and that's where i can get the thing done and and that's where i need to do the project that needs and needs work on uh, so the best way to manage them is to literally eliminate them. Yes. You know, as you mentioned, I, uh, you don't have your phone with you. Just no. put it away. It's yeah. either you know out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So you yeah. don't have it with you. Yeah, my e- you my, my
0: emails off as well. Notifications are off on email. So when oh, an email sometimes. arrives, it doesn't it doesn't give me the yes. little message down the bottom right. It, Nothing happens.
1: Can you imagine? even the red thing where it says how many messages in the app. Yeah, that's gone. I don't have even that. (laughs) No, I don't have that on. No, I don't want to (laughs) know. I don't want to know. Because, yeah. So the best thing is to eliminate them, but... Of course we need to stay in touch we need to be online uh, my mind will also think in the background or oh, what if a client is messaging me with urgent things so I need to make sure that I plan ahead my communication time yes. so I have time with my emails because that's part of my uh, you know being a good business owner in my case and yeah. in someone someone that works uh, in an office they have to communicate with their boss with their peers you know with their, uh, with their team they need to have that communication and team Teams and Slack—they're there to support us in our work, but not work against
0: yeah. us. I, I found that I found the kind of scheduling a little bit of time to deal with emails each day. Mm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I need to answer emails qu- reasonably quickly. And when I mean reasonably quickly, I don't mean instantly, but uh, I mean within a few hours because c- I've got a lot of clients who, who like to like to be um, okay. fussed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so they like they like to you know you get the email that says can you do this and then two hours later I've sent you an email did you get it and it's like oh, dude I'm doing something else right now it's like yeah but but, but I set time every couple of hours to actually yeah. check email I don't check email kind of like live all the time as soon as it comes in
1: can you imagine? It's a nightmare because mm. then we we are pulled into the urgency with of other people, and that's where the priority matrix even is very important. Because I know what is important for me, and many times I get requests from you know other, other people and stuff. That are not important for me, and I ha I can also say no. So part of learning how to let go of distractions, become more productive, is also learning how to say no to things that don't resonate with me. And although that might be important for someone else, it's it's not important for me or for what my task is at hand. And even with clients, at times I have to set some boundaries, saying like, "Hey, although this is important for you, I think you can deal yeah. with it." You know, yeah. and uh, you know, push push slightly back. But this doesn't have to be perfect you know even the elimination and the planning it's it's important to give ourselves permission to have even one hour of work in the day with zero distractions no teams no slack no whatsapp the phone on airplane mode or in another you get so much
0: done don't you
1: it gets so much done and then the the brain rests um you know it's it's so useful and that helps us more with being creative, with finding creative solutions, with getting yeah. things done. And also, you'd be surprised that one one task might take you not that long when you have no distractions. Yes. But yeah. if you're doing a task in in the middle of answering emails and, yeah. and uh, answering this and doing that, then it's much, much difficult because it takes about 23 minutes yeah. to get back into a task. And if I'm doing... Half distracted, I'm not getting it done in the time, in the optimal time, because I'm distracted, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's
0: it's funny how all all these studies seem to have the same sort of number. I read a study years ago from the University of Berlin. It was a PhD paper which mm -hmm. somebody put together, and that said that. Um, it took 21 minutes to get into deep work mode, so that you're actually into kind of like almost like your little zone. So you're just working naturally and comfortably within yourself. And then, if there was a distraction, it would take you another 21 minutes to get back into it again. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, everything. All the studies from all over the world seem to be around that 20 minute number, don't they?
1: And yet we're living in a world that instant gratification is, yes. uh, is a big thing and yeah, everyone yeah. wants to get answers straight away and if they don't get the answer straight away, they will text you in another way and make yeah. sure that you yeah. know yeah. that they want yeah. an answer for you. So yeah. yeah, it's difficult, but having at least one day, you know uh, or oh, sorry, one hour set aside for deep work, in my case I do one day as well, once in a while, where I know that I don't have to be, you know, on, you know, answering messages, I know that my clients know that I don't Work. My friends know that I'm not available. and yeah. I just give myself permission to just sit with, you know, walking and really walking, sipping a, cu- a cup of tea and really sipping yeah. it, you know, running and really running, you know, yeah. uh, just being being present. Really, yes. really helps. And I, I I feel that when I get back to work, I'm much more. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, I can concentrate
0: yeah. much better. Yeah. I do a little, little thing when I'm doing um, workshops and things with folks where um, I get them to hold their phone in front of them and I get them to say, talk to their phone and say, I will check you when I want to, not when you want me to.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It's sort of like yes. it's
0: me in control. I'm going to exactly. check you when I want to check you, not when you bing, you can mm. shut up, because it, it is almost like the little phone is in control of you in a way, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Which is crazy because, it's an addiction
0: really isn't it yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah Yeah.
0: the final little question which i ask everybody is um what's your secret procrastination everybody has one kind of like that little thing where you waste some time what do what do you do uh, oh,
1: that's a really good question i um, uh tricky to answer because I want to be perfect right so I'm, I'm <laughs> dealing with it I'm dealing it's with impossible <laughs> to be perfect
0: nobody can be perfect perfect does not exist <laughs> yes uh
1: but my, my my brain still struggles at times with that but um you know I struggle struggle I struggle at time getting getting into my writing habit that's for sure but yeah. uh, as I told you before you know I try to get my accountability bodies I try to make sure that people know that I'm doing so that's something that still gets done. Uh, What I noticed recently is that I have on my calendar on a Sunday afternoon that I uh, prepare my meals for the week ahead, Hmm. at least planning to some preparation. And every time I see that I skip that uh, (laughs) (laughs) notification (laughs) Uh, and I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. And then what I find myself to do is to just putting a meal together last minute, and then of yeah. course I'm not optimizing my my food shopping. Uh, yeah. At times I don't get the nutrients that I, I I need, so it's 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 quite difficult. It really helps that I'm doing intermittent fasting. So in reality, it's not a lot of meals that I need to prepare, but even those yeah. can be hard. Yeah. So uh, it's there's no excuse. But I do notice that that I'm struggling with that uh, at the <laughs> moment, but. I will improve.
0: Yeah, you, you don't sit there doom scrolling on Instagram for hours and hours and hours. Uh,
1: no, I, well, I'm not a, a social media person, but I can do something. I can think myself into uh, being productive on different other tasks, mm. like business related or doing my review or doing or reading uh, and, yeah. and just keep
0: on this. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Uh, mm-hmm. Alina, thanks ever so much for chatting, I've enjoyed this um, where can everybody find you where's your website and bits and pieces
1: oh, thanks so much John I also really much uh, appreciate this conversation, and I enjoyed it a lot so uh, I am at elenamanole.com that's e l e n a m a n o l ecom cool, cool. but also people can email me at hello uh, at elenamanole.com not the biggest fan of social media, but people can find me on Instagram at uh, I am Elena Manole. Uh, it might take, uh, take me longer to yeah. answer, uh, yeah. but I eventually will. But yeah, that's, that's where they can find me. Um, thank, thank you so much for having me.
0: Fantastic. Brilliant. I'll leave a bunch of links in the show notes so folks can Great. just um, tap on those. Elena, mm-hmm. thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, John.
0: Thanks again to Alina for her time. Check out lots of links in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon. It's absolutely everywhere. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.